Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV season one, episode number 64. And it is the continuation of the positional breakdown series we're doing. This week, we're on to defensive backs. Um, so quite a list to get all the corners, all the safeties. Uh, but in order to do that, we have the uh, standard issue of... Uh, People and analysts. I don't know. I was trying to be clever, but it didn't come out right. The standard <laughs> issue here. So we've got Wales, Scotland, England, and Ireland here today. So we've got Jamie from England, Brian from Ireland, Paul from Scotland, and myself from Wales. How are we all doing, guys? Yeah, not too yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. We're all good. <laughs> all, yeah. all good. Nowhere, yeah. N- nowhere near as bad as our Jamie, though. Oh, I know. I know. If anyone doesn't realise uh, what we're on about, uh, his his beloved Leeds United have been pre- uh, promoted to the Premier League. So congratulations to Jamie and the Leeds United team. So congrats, mate. Yeah, it's, it's a good celebrations. <laughs> it's been a long sixteen years, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Yeah. Those late Saturday uh, WhatsApps and uh, video messages were uh, were much appreciated. <laughs> Here's my question, Jamie. Have you got in touch with Big Jeff yet? Big Jeff Rimbold. Have you got in touch with him with regards to Leeds United? Uh, to be fair, I probably best check my DMs on Twitter because um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've not you've not checked them since you've got won the won the championship, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did. Go <laughs> uh, on, <laughs> But I mean, at least uh you can let the, the hangover die down and then get ready for the weekend and party up again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say he'll be partying ex- tomorrow night. I expect oh, nothing yeah. less. Ex- honestly, yeah. we should know Jimmy by now, we expect nothing less. You're going to get through. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'll, we, we'll just make sure all our phones are turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I know I may be going off on a tangent, but it can't be as bad as one of my work colleagues, right? So whenever he gets absolutely steaming out his nut, he does a documentary of his Facebook statuses saying, going for a baked potato. Damn, the baked potato shop is closed at two o'clock. What am I going to do? Like, he just documents everything and he's absolutely <laughs> out of his face. I'm just like, <laughs> like that's my entertainment and most Saturday nights is just reading these statuses. So don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, Jamie. Right, so let's get into some uh, news, uh, League and Cowboys, we've got a bit of news going on. Uh, first of all, uh, Dak, the deadline passed last week, he is officially playing on the tag for the year. Uh, no long-term deal. Uh, on the weekend, we had quite uh, an explosion on social media. Pretty much the entire uh, NFL, in terms of players, uh, were on social media asking the NFL about, we're training camp around the corner. What are the procedures? What's the safety precautions? What are they putting in place? Uh, I mean, it was crazy. It was everywhere. Um, yeah, quite a lot of fun, though. To, to watch it all going on. Uh, the NFL, in response to that, met with the NFL PA, and they have made a deal. Uh, the deal they've said is no playoff games and regular testing. So I don't know what we all make of that. Got any take on that? A bit bizarre. 
in a way. Mm. I mean, it is when you think they've had so much time to plan everything. This is the bit I don't get. You think since the Super Bowl, when you knew of things going wrong in February, you know, with the virus and what have you, you've had up until now to put plans into place, to organise things. You know, these are people who get paid a pretty penny as well to organise things and do mm-hmm. what it is that they do. It's, um, it's, it's, it's quite a lucrative, a lucrative, I can't even pronounce a lucrative um, job. Regardless what you are in the NFL, you're out right, paid well, well, failing like substantially quite. You're going to be well off, you know. So it's going to be weird to kind of see how things this pans out. More than anything, it'd be good to see more detail of the um, this no playoff because then if there's no playoffs, if it's going to be run a bit like how the MLS are doing theirs at the minute, like a little mini tournament, then yeah, is there any points? To the season, if they're going to be no playoffs, and then how do you determine who goes to the Super Bowl? And so, is this pretty much just a no one void season? There's no point in playing just for the sake of it, is it? Here's my problem: the NFL, no, sorry, the NFL have had months and months to yeah. get a, a plan made out for this type of thing. This is what I mean. I, yeah. And and we're like, what? Less than two weeks till camp starts. Mm. Less, yeah. Yeah. Right, and yeah. we, and and this is the thing that the players are getting really annoyed about, and I do, and I firmly stand with them on this. It's like, what is the plan? What are we going to be doing? What is going to like make me feel safe where I can still play to the like to the highest level? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the players want to play. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Without, well, there there is players that want to play, but they're having the exception. Like, um, they're being more concerned about the health and well being of family members and stuff like which which I can totally understand. But at the same time it's just the NFL have just not came out and done anything. They've not set any saying this is what we're planning to do. We're yeah. gonna add these restrictions in, blah blah blah. Like what are they gonna do in the sideline for regards to social distancing, all that type of stuff. If you're if you're not in the field wear a mask or anything like that, there's nothing, absolutely nothing's been said about it. Yeah. And that's what and that and me as a fan, I'm kind of getting frustrated because that still comes remains the question: Am I still able to go and fly over? Type of thing, mm-hmm. like all these questions as well for fans that are they able still still able to attend? Obviously, the the news about the New York Giants done was that um, they're not planning to have any people attending the home games and stuff. Like, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm Purdue in college. <laughs> So it's not as if Giants have fans anyway. Purdue, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, sorry, not Purdue, Rutgers, Rutgers as well yeah, as yeah, Clemson, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that they yes. don't have fans. Yeah, so so there's that, and I can totally understand from the newer perspective, despite how trash those teams are anyway. Sorry, Giants fans, but you do suck. But um, but but in mm. terms of the actual state of New York, how they've been hit hard by the virus, I can totally understand that. So just it's just crazy to think as well that the NFL is arguably the leading sport in in the states. Yet they were one of the last to kind of try to figure things out. Yeah, you could look at maybe the MLS how they've done it. It's not ideal, but it's they've got things there. The NBA was pretty quick to step in um, and get their season sorted and kind of say move the it to Disney, aren't they? And you're going to play Disney and then. Although yep. the, the NHL was kind of a little bit behind, they've kind of they've, they've nailed down how they're going to finish the season, and, like, and there was all the fast with the with baseball, but they finally got that side. And like I said, 
it's just it's just very surprising that the NFL is yeah. and that's the final Jamie the NFL is supposed to be the creme de la creme yeah. of these yeah. of, of the sports the mm-hmm. most like they are the most invested um, yeah. sport in America right exactly. but but the uh, basketball they brought it they brought it like done like they knew what they were going to do so okay right obviously no crowds we have to move to like a neutral location but I think they took that a lot of that has kind of took in place what the uh, the ultimate fighting championship have done. They've moved mm. it to a specific location and took those yeah. precautions, and they've all learned from one another. So it's yeah. like, how how's this environment going to work for for a larger larger sport for more people involved in one game or one match or what, for example? And it's just kind of continued from there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in response to that, um, Tank has turned around and said. You know, if you're not going to tell me, communicate at least any and tell us what's going on, I'm not turning up to camp. And that is the result of that. I, yeah. I'm talking of camp, uh, you know, with everything that's going on, the, the rookies are are there now. They've turned up. So rookie, yeah. rookie camp has started for these yeah. guys while yeah. all this is still going on. And you know, being the fact that you're a rookie in the rookie in the NFL, you almost have less of a voice. Do you know what I mean? See, I I can see where Demarcus is coming from. Uh, yeah, I can, totally. I, I, I can totally get it. And I'm thinking from the more uh, the more simple minded fan, like just in general, it's an oh, he's getting paid so much money, he needs to show up. Uh, yes. Well, Yes, in theory. Yes, in theory, he does need to be there. And if he's not going to be there to show up, then obviously, yeah, something needs to be done in terms of docking wages. I do, I do kind of feel strongly behind that because it just seems a bit. Unf- I'm trying to think about all the other players that are willing to make that work. Mm-hmm. And there's, mm-hmm. but it, it's 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 a really complicated situation. It really yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there, there's no right or wrong. That there's, there's, there's good justifications behind it. Yeah, yeah, like, totally agree. If I, if, if I just jump in here, I, I wasn't aware of the talk that there wasn't going to be any playoffs. I mean, I don't see the point of having a season if there's nothing to win. Like, yeah, how, how, how are they going? Like, they've already set cut out all preseason games. So effectively, the first three or four games you play. Are your preseason, and then then you're playing your your more or less your normals. You'll be up to that standard where you're playing your normal season. That, that's exactly and, that, right. And, yeah. and and you don't know what you're playing for. I mean, what's what's the point? You know, give it give it an extra two or three months. Say right, okay, let's let's have preseason in September, October, November, and then let's play the season, and then let's play the Super Bowl. Push everything back. College have pushed games or schedules to the spring, so why can't yeah. why why would the NFL not do group, it? Group of five have yeah, the group of yeah. five teams have all uh, rescheduled to um, to the autumn now uh, to the autumn to the spring. Yeah. Um, but the Power Five are going to remain, which I think, mind you, if you think about that, right? If the group of five, right? If group five are playing in spring, and we still get Power Five football. In the autumn, we got twelve months of the year football. 
Listen, I'd be happy with that. I would yeah. be happy with it. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's just going to be chaotic going forward to yeah. like scheduling for the professionals in terms of draft and oh yeah, know, yeah, all I, that. I, like it's the onboard cycle. Like I, I think they pretty much said that the the draft is going to be in June now. Mm. I it's not set in stone, but the I know the NFL and the uh, NCAA have had talks to find out what's going on so they can schedule the draft around that so you literally will get football over the next two years if it all goes ahead in september you'll be getting football every month of the of the year you know something going on because then once the group of five have finished their their schedule you've then got the combine you've got Mm. the you know the draft and all of that that's all to come so it's just it's literally football 12 months of the year yeah, and just I have to break that down and separate it into like different gap terms for different conferences and leagues and whatever. Mm. And that. like it's it's going to be a clusterfuck in the end. It will be. Yeah. It will. Yeah, it's got a lot of head work. Um, but moving on from that, the only other bit of news is Michael Bennett has officially retired. So he retired as a cowboy. Uh, but yeah. I, I've got a feeling the Seahawks will bring him back on one of them. Funky contracts. Oh, uh, like like what uh, they did with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, and like what yeah. we did with Emmett Smith. You know? So they retire on that team. Um, yeah. But that's about it for now on the news side. So let's get into guys looking at the positional uh, breakdown series on the cornerbacks. We'll move on to the safeties later on. So we'll do it how we've done throughout the entire series. We'll look Mm -hmm. at the guys that, first of all, stayed on the roster that have been there last year, move on to the free agents, then the rookies. Uh, So we'll start at the top. Um, A guy that everybody knows and has just got fingers crossed for this guy is Chidobi Awuzie. Now, he's 25 years old. This is his fourth year from Colorado, drafted 2017. Number Drew Pearson's six. famous pick. Yes, it was that mm-hmm. one, that very one. Uh, pick number 60 in the second round. So he's officially still on his rookie contract for the last year. Um, so there's nothing we can do about that. He is basically, as of from next year, if he doesn't, if the Cowboys don't keep him, he's an unrestricted free agent. This year, 1.3 mil on the cap. Now, bear in mind, over the last three seasons that he's been with the Cowboys, last season, 2019, was his best, um, believe it or not. And each of the three years, he's been getting better. So there's the progressive ladder. Now, I always say, and I'll say this for any player, um, coming from college to the NFL, the first three years, the third year really is the type of play that you're going to get. That once you get into that third year of development, that's the sort of play you'll be looking at. So what the Cowboys got out of Jadobi in the last or last season was 79 tackles, one fumble recovery, one uh, interception. But here's the big one. He had 14 pass deflections. I wasn't aware it was that many. That actually ranks 10th in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, And one tackle for loss. Now, he takes over the uh, cornerback one position. Byron Jones went a walk-in. We're just hoping a bit of the Byron magic slipped in uh, onto Jadobi. But go on, Brian. Give me your take to begin with. uh, With Jadobi and everything. I would not say... Very from from the very start, I would not say Jadobi is is our guaranteed number one. 
No, I, I, I don't think we know who our number one is. Um, I think the player we saw in 2019 was not good enough and is not good enough to be a true cornerback one. He is not good enough to be a shutdown corner. Uh, he, he he gives up far too much space and there's a reason he had 14 pass deflections is because Byron Jones on the other side of the field for the most part had the best receiver locked down so receivers were going to Jadobi's side. He gave up a lot of bad plays. He gave up a lot of chunk plays. He gave up penalties and he really is just on a one-year prove contract. That's That's what we have. You know, yeah. I think the question is: Do we expect to like if he does have a good year? Do we expect him to get paid more than usual? But like, you know, you know what I mean, that's, like, that's like contract, yeah, contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, take, take like, it the same as uh, Byron Jones. He was. If he asked for too, if he asked for too much, do you think we can easily just say goodbye? Pretty much, yeah. Let someone, let someone else take him. Pretty much, yeah. I can I can see them letting him walk. The but the interesting thing with Chidobi this year is definitely going to be, does he play a cornerback? Because there was yeah, talk post I mean, the draft is... about yeah. a veteran moving from corner to safety. So where is he going to play? Mm, I don't know. Uh, but the, the issue. Uh, sorry, I, 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 he came out and turned around and said, "Oh, go on, sorry, Paul." I was just saying, I. But it in through Jamie accidentally. <laughs> so, 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 Jamie, what was it you were going to say? Sorry. No, I was just going to say when you mentioned about obviously his contract coming up, and we're going to see a Byron Jones thing here. And this is this is what sometimes always pisses me off sometimes about players that that they don't perform to their ability to a lot of the time at the start of the contract. Gets the contract year, they ball out big time. Get mm. a contract and then go missing now. And we're going to see that from him this year. Don't get me wrong, I would love to see Steam thrive, but yeah. to be fair, the secondary has been absolutely gash for the last few years. This secondary needs an absolute overall for me. Yeah. yeah like I, th- I, I, I think, think to be fair to Byron, um, and I know he's no longer on the roster, but he was moved from, from here to there to everywhere, and it, it was only... Only in his fourth year that he was settled at one position. And I think it's the only positive we can give Chris Richard was the fact Byron became a shutdown corner in year four into year five. Even his rookie year, he played corner. Like, and I thought he was yeah. getting there. Like, but, but then he was but, moved but, but, to yeah, safety. Was, from yeah. year two and year three, he was playing like safety. He was playing uh, strong safety, free safety, you name it. And yeah. there was just, and we weren't getting that consistent. And it wasn't until last year, you just yeah. knew he was our number one corner. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. Look, look what's happened. Like, we should have just stuck with him at that same position. So mm. I don't know what, why why we kept moving him about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, mm. and that's the one thing about Byron. Like, he is a tall, he is a tall player for corner. Like, like six two, six three, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it's more than anything. It's his, it is. It was his athletic ability. Oh, yeah. Pretty doubt, much. Yeah. Co- yeah. And and corner is where you have your most athletic players. Yeah, no matter he, what. Yeah, they're going to be your most athletic players. Because I remember he was more a third round prospect before the combine until he showed up. 
and he showed what he did with his uh, like, uh, broad jump and uh, yeah, but, his hops, yeah. like yeah, like the, his vert- the vert- vertical the vert yeah like, like completely, his, completely. his hops his hops were, were what it was I think he, well he broke the record on one hop on um on the broad he broke the record oh he did yeah like, he absolutely mm-hmm. smashed it and everyone everyone's like oh. but <laughs> yeah. I mean though like, I mean we was saying it in the season, or I was certainly anyway with Chidobi, is that this is a guy that does 99% of the hard work, right? This is what's crazy and I, I, I've never understood it. That when you watch him, he's on his he's right there and you're watching it, you're like, okay, you've done all the hard work, you've transitioned, you backtracked, you've turned, you've got your eyes, but for some reason when the ball is there, he doesn't push his hand in and try and clog the ball. You're just watching it like you've done the hard part. That's the easy part. It's just mm-hmm. getting your hand up, bat it down. I say it's that you know that's the easy part. Nothing's easy in that in the NFL. But, <laughs> but I mean, like when you look at, at, at all the work that he does, that's that's the easiest part. You know. Here's the question for you, Mike, and this reflects to everything in the, about the defense. What was the one thing that we really did like as a whole as a defense last year? Takeaways. Well, yeah. that, well, that, well, that as well, but I mean, that, but tackling and just get, get, the, ta- ta- tackling yeah. and being physical, trying to get our hand to reach for the ball. There was hardly anything like that. We were like, like yeah, there was tackles and that, but there was, I, try, I can't remember what game it was specifically last season, but uh, there were so many deflected tackles, like running backs were going right through us, right receivers were just going left and right yeah. between us all, and just... There was no like instinct to just get the helmet in or get or get get I get the hand in to uh, try and like pat the ball down or whatever. There was nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. A, it was a very strange one with Judo. Uh, I, I said it many times. I was just watching. Like, what, what the hell? You've done that. You've done the hard part. Um, yeah. But somebody uh, that was uh, on our roster that was like literally a uk cowboys favorite like we was we was calling this guy out literally every game was jordan lewis complete opposite in terms of play style from jadobi um but this guy yeah say he's he's a little bit younger he's 24 at the moment but he'll be 25 later on this is Mm. his fourth year from michigan drafted in the same draft as jadobi the net around here, taken 92nd. Uh, he's also on his um, in the contract year of his rookie contract uh, on the cap, uh, 2.2 for the year. Just by the way, it's been structured um, mm-hmm. as of from next year. He's an unrestricted free agent. Guy also, 2019 was his best year statistically. Um, 51 tackles. The big one, four sacks. Which is mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. Uh, in terms of what that was, he actually broke a single season sack record, or didn't break it. He matched it uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, one fumble recovery, two interceptions, uh, six deflections, and um, he's got. Although he had none last year, he does have two tackles for a loss in his career. Um, but here's the most interesting part with Jordan Lewis. Uh, and I'll get your take on this, Jay, because I know you, you quite like special teams. He does have uh, punt returns on his uh, on his statistics. The longest being a 19-yard return. Um, I 
think it's safe to say, given that you go off the, the expression, if you like, the more you can do, the more likely you'll stay. Uh, do you think Jordan is a lock for next year, or has he still got to prove what he can do? I th- just to follow on to that, I think he was probably the shining light for that secondary last year. He was pretty much everything he was asked to do, he did. He did it to a fairly high level, but still couldn't get pretty much a starting spot. And I, mm. I feel sorry for him. I think we've discussed this on previous shows with previous guests yeah. as well. That, that what, what, and I know there's a lot of people said that it was a bit undersized, but what, what he makes, what, what he lacks in his, his size, he makes up in, in other areas. And I just think more so just, just for him and his career. Not that I would like to see him go, but if if he continues to play as he's been and he does everything, he'll have no choice but to move on. I think that he'll be taken out of our hands, even if we offered him a decent contract, because, I mean, these, these guys want to play, these guys want to start, and what else can he physically do to, to get a start in a Cowboys uniform? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a crazy one with him that, you know, by no means are we um, coaches or anything like that, but we're sitting here over here going, start the guy, play him more. What are they doing? And it, I think it wasn't just us. A lot of people were asking the question, like, why is it taking so long for the coaches, and more specifically, I think, Chris, Chris Richard, to change his mind on him and play him yeah. And what happened is when they were, you were seeing the results. Yeah. Like I think I think I think it was just a classic case of Chris Richard going, he's under six foot, he doesn't have the measurables that I want, despite the fact yeah, every yeah. time he came into games, he made something happen. Uh-huh. And yeah. yet Richard kept kept going back to Uwuzie, who in the second half of last season we saw getting burnt over and over and over again. And you're just going, how long can it happen? I think, what, was it two or three games before the end of the season that they finally made the call and said Lewis has to start. Yeah, And that was at a stage yeah. where, where a guy like, we, yeah, where Anthony <laughs> Brown was injured and Byron Jones was your one. If there's one thing I love, if there's one thing I love about Jordan Moss, he is absolute fearless. Mm. Like, do you remember when he was a rookie on the All or Nothing? I believe it was Jordan Lewis. It went head to head with Des Bryant and ended up getting a bit of a a wee bit of a twisty turn. I'm pretty sure it was Jordan yeah. Lewis. Was it Jordan or was it was it Jadobi? I don't think, I it, think was. it was Jordan. I think it was Jordan well, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. I think it but might that wouldn't have been the first time Des did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes this is sometimes what annoys me about the NFL, and you have this prototypical player that someone should be this size and this build, and yeah, I kind of get that in some aspects. But then you sit there and think, like you say, he um, come in and play. If he's undersized, I'm not trying to. I don't give a shit if he's undersized. If he can come out and flat out play, and like you say, like Brian said, he come in and he made some, he made a crap load of plays last year. If he, if, he, if he's coming in and he's taking his chance. Shit, put him in. I don't care if he's two foot undersized. If he's coming in and he's making plays, put him in. This, like I said earlier, yeah. this secondary's been gashed for years. If if that secondary had yeah. four Jordan Lewis's, this secondary would be a lot better. Mm. 
Like, I would, <laughs> yeah. see, see, in a way, I don't really, like, I tend to agree a little bit, but I don't, like, I wouldn't say the whole century has been gashed. Like, there has been elements where we've actually had stood out and said, why can't we be like this all the time? Like, there has, there has been moments like last season mm. and the year, yeah. you know, there yeah. has, but it's just, know it just has been inconsistent. It's like, it's like, because normally, because like, whenever you're playing, if you made a bad play like that, next play, don't do that same mistake again. <laughs> sometimes it works, oh. sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes <laughs> they keep repeating the same mistakes. You're like, ah, oh, come on, yeah. fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, there was a guy you just mentioned, um, I think it was you, Jay, Anthony Brown. Um, now, this guy. Was in his first year, I was like, oh, wow, you know, if we developed this the right way, you're going to mm, slam a solid goal, Jay. He did, out. yeah. And I mean, we drafted him in 2016 in the sixth round, 189th overall. And he's still here. Um, mm. He's still here. Um, now, he is on a, a three year deal uh, that's worth 15.5 million. Uh, so, in 2020s 3.2 million against the cap uh, becomes unrestricted free agent in 23. Um, so, I mean, the issue we've got with Anthony Brown is um, he only played, uh, I think, it was nine games uh, last season. Injuries all over the place, little, little with him. But I think for me, with this guy, and I've said I, I think he's the fastest guy on uh, you could argue that and I have checked the numbers and we'll get back to that in a minute I've checked the combine numbers <laughs> um, but it's how fast can you play in pads it's how fast you can play in pads right um, now Byron Jones yeah he, he for me uh, Byron Jones Anthony Brown um, for me is that double-edged sword see because he's a guy who can come in and play um, and help you on defense, but for me, the big thing for him is a guy that will we, well, we'll talk about that next week. Is special teams, mm. I think, on special teams, he's absolutely perfect for, for the role. Um, but what do you guys make of Anthony Brown? Is he a guy? I know he's a bit of a, a, a lot of people when you mention the name, you rub them up the wrong way when you mention Anthony Brown for some reason, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Um, a lot of people don't like him. But go on then, Bry. Uh, I can see you want to give us a take. Give me your take on Anthony Brown. I I think Anthony Brown has, at every stage he's played and been injury-free, has been a very solid player for us. Uh, he's he's mm. contributed. He's he's stepped in, to, in, especially when we play nickel. He's always stepped in as that nickel, nickel corner. Um, he's gotten interceptions. He's he's gotten around the ball a lot more than Cheeto, a lot more than Jordan. I know Jordan has more uh, interceptions, but Brown is always there and thereabouts with things. So I I'd like to see him hopefully being injury free for all of this year, and I think we'll see the player that he actually is. I think we got him as a steal in the sixth when we did. Um, his first year, as you said, showed what he was. And he just hasn't gotten back to that level. And I think if it's the case he doesn't get back to this level in 2020, they could they could walk away from that contract, you know. 
I, I like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 just looking I'm just looking at the roster of all yeah. our defensive backs, and the only two people I can see being on our roster next year are our two rookies, Trayvon Diggs and Reggie Robinson. Everyone else could be gone. It is it is a way to go with a you know a yeah. full purge if you like of the the defensive back position yeah um but I, let's go to the next guy then right let's get somebody's take on the next guy now this is a guy that some people will argue is the fastest guy on the field and i'll break down some numbers um but uh, the cowboys chris westry uh 23 years old this is his second year kentucky undrafted free agent in 2019 he's in obviously the second year of a three-year contract uh so this year on the cap uh he's only worth 600 just over 600k so yeah uh developing no stats on him um here's an interesting fact for you when he was in college though he spent four years in college played every single game didn't miss a single one through injury so mm-hmm. there's an interesting fact. But here we go. Here's the numbers I was going to give you. That uh, In the combine, he had a 40 time. Are you ready? So this guy is blazing fast. 40 time of 4.31. That is fast. Mm-hmm. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Now, Anthony Brown is for 4.33. Uh, I thought I'd go check the numbers. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because some people said that uh, was the fastest. But to me, I actually think that Chris Westry, bit of a, a tongue twister, um, I think he's got a hell of a shot of making the roster and being on the field this year, my opinion. Yeah, like I say, new, um, new coaching staff, so kind of everybody's clean slate, but the only. F- I don't know. We touched on the on the combat numbers there, but what what's the use of being blazing fast if you can't if you can't make the play? And I, do you know what I mean? I know it's probably like I'm contradicting myself. Then there's the, there's the plus point that you know he's he's, he's going to get there, but some of these and I think all of these some of these defensive backs just don't know how to well, hit. The, the interesting part is, is Chris, although he can run really, really fast, he's actually quite tall as well. He's nearly six foot five. Mm. So you've got the speed, well, the is. height, and he is ranging. He's got quite a long reach as well. I was looking at the numbers. I was like, whoa. Um, but what you've got to remember is they took him. Um, uh, that would have been a Chris Richard pick. Because that would have mm-hmm. been when he was in. And that that's just got... When you look at the numbers and everything, you're just like, ah, right, okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. definitely a Rashad pick. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. Uh, the physical attributes, definitely. His height, speed. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> really, really fast. And, and just like, when I he's, looked at it straight away, I was like, he's, ooh, and okay. He, and he's very lean as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yes, Chris, I think, personally, he's a guy that is, I think, personally, right, this is the, it's going to sound a bit weird how I'm saying it, but I think he's locked at the moment to be on the, the roster and for us to see him on the field until um, camp gets going and we see what else is we've got, see what, we, what, what 
what we've captured, whether we captured lightning and bottle with the other guys, uh, which we talk about. But one of the other guys who is um, a keeper, if you like, from last year is CJ Goodwin. Um, so he's uh, quite a vet, actually. He's 30 years old, been in the league five years from California, drafted. Uh, sorry, uh, he was an undrafted free agent from the Pittsburgh Steelers back in 2014. Cowboys acquired him in 2018. So uh, Goodwin's on a one-year deal, one million. On the cap is a little bit less because obviously mm. he's got incentives. Um, he has had a decent couple of seasons. Best one was back in 2000 and where were we? Was blah, 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 back in 2016. So he has had one thing yeah, yeah, it was fairly ish, you know, but for what, what he was asked to do, wasn't bad. Um, I don't know what you guys make on him. Um, last year, he was out with a broken arm, and then he spent the rest of the time on special teams. Uh, so another guy we'll be speaking about next week. Is this a guy worth keeping, do you think? For special teams. Yeah. yeah. And, just, and probably just for the fact that there's so much uncertainty. On, on in the secondary as a whole because you've you we are going to say arguably we, we lost our best cornerback in the, in the off season so yeah. even though we, we drafted relatively high two defensive backs you, we don't know how they're going to how they're going to pan out like I say it's going to be a couple of years till we really see what we've got with those two um, so you could actually actually say that it's Every position there is, an, or every part of the dev chart for the secondary is up for grabs because there's just so much uncertainty yeah. with it. So, mm. so he's, he's probably got a fair crack as, as anybody to, to make this roster, not just for his special teams, but say just for the fact that we don't know what we've got at secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, Unless you guys have got a take on CJ, we'll move on to the the free agent acquisitions uh, that came up. We want to go for that. Um, The first guy who I actually quite like, um, I watched a bit of tape on him, and he he plays aggressive is the best way to put this. And that's Daryl Worley, 25, fifth year from West Virginia, uh, taken by the Carolina Panthers in the third round back in 2016. Went to Oakland, now he's with the Cowboys. On a one-year deal... One million uh, on the cap. Um, now, I don't know if any of you guys have taken a look at him. I actually quite like him. And his best year in uh, 2016, in his rookie rookie year, he he nearly smashed 100 tackles. Mm. <laughs> Not far going uh, when you look at that. That's actually yeah. a great reason to think about that, actually. <laughs> For a corner. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. for a corner, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know because that's that's that should be linebacker stats. That yeah, yeah. He's got uh, in 2016. Uh, so this is total tackles. I was just mm-hmm. counting total. He was on uh, 88 tackles. Yeah, um, like you say, it is a lot for a corner. Um, you know, you can put in a couple of sacks, handful of interceptions, which is one of the reasons why he moved on. But one of the interesting things when you watch uh, Daryl is watch him tackle. Um, he absolutely lays the wood on each tackle. He does mm. not care. 
and he he drives with his feet with the shoulder and goes in hard. Um, I would suggest looking at it. He is an aggressive player. Don't know what you guys think. It's a, it's a one year deal um, for a mill. What do we think? Do you think this is a guy that we could possibly because he's only twenty five and he's into his. Yeah. This is his fifth year. Is this a guy mm. that? If you you can see enough, do you think there's going to be enough there for us to keep him? Because I know you said, Jay, that you could see all these these cornerbacks pretty much going by a handful. Do you think Daryl is a guy that could stay behind and get a longer contract? What are your predictions on it? I don't know how long a contract is. It's just it, it, it sounds like a. I am personally watching it happening, but just from how you described him, like he just sounds like he likes to get involved. And like I said, if he like he likes to put a net on it there, and that's what that's what you want from you. Mm-hmm. Your you, you defensive backs, if they um, they've got got one on one there, and I mean, if you lay that shoulder in there and you do what you can. So I mean, we've seen some awful tackles, not just from the Cowboys secondary, but across the league over the last few years. Some of them just seem like that they don't want to hit. They want to get paid, but don't want to hit. And mm. he sounds like he wants to hit. So it'd be fun to see him if we get some sort of camp and, like, say, in games. It'd be good to see what we what we've got if we can kind of carry that over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. mean, you know, you were talking uh, of bad tackling last year. This is a guy who doesn't bad tackle. He <laughs> do, he he is efficient in his tackling. Yeah. Um, you know, attested to his best. And if you look at each year as well, he's always got a, a lot of tackles. Um, you know, it, it's not like the, the thing that's let him down is interceptions, and uh, well, we know about that. Um, mm. uh, and his deflection, it's like nine, one year is nine, one year there's seven, another year, you know, a really good year there's 10. So, you know, that that's the reason why. And he, he has bounced around a few teams. Um, from from, yeah. from from the player I've seen in Daryl Worley and a lot of what I've read in this offseason is that he is potentially going to start the season as your cornerback yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe he's, it's, it's, he's, it's, he's not a true cornerback one, but... It kind of seems he like he's writing room. on the wall type of thing. Yeah. 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 Because as as Mike said, you know, watch the tape. The guy doesn't just tackle the player; he goes straight through the player. There's no he That's leaves no room. He leaves no room for doubt. He uses every part of his body. He will launch at players with so, disregard for his own body. Um, yeah. And well, that's why yeah. missed, that's why he missed six games in the 2018 season. Yeah. 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 He, he in fact has injured players as well because he yeah. just he, he does track into them. I'm, I can't remember who it was, uh, and player had to go out for the game. Mm. He, yeah. You know that that's a thumper when you got one of them. Um, but on the flip side uh, of the guys who we acquired on free agency, uh, there was another guy, Maurice Kennedy. Um, so 26, fifth year uh, this year. From Virginia, drafted in 2016 uh, by the Baltimore Ravens in the mm-hmm. sixth round. He's on another guy who's on a one-year deal, um, a little bit more on 1.2 mil um, deal. Now, this guy, if you go to look at, at it, I mean, even in the last 
so, so one, two, three, four, so five. So this will be uh, this will be his sixth year then. Uh, no, it is his fifth year. Uh, Sorry, fifth I year. do apologize. Yeah. He bounced off two teams last year. Um, but even if you just look at what he's done in the last five years, he's only been in 32 games mm. in five years. In five years. That's like six, yes, six games. Yeah. Um, so his stat line's pretty uh, light, I suppose is the best way to put it. But ironically, uh, of all the seasons he's had last year, 2019 was his best year, um, where he managed to get an interception. So that's, yeah. last year was the first time he's ever intercepted the ball. Um, and he had the most pass deflections with three. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys, if you've got a take or a scouting report, anything that you want to give on Maurice Kennedy. Uh, um, and then we'll move on to the next. Time. Anyone got anything on him? As you say, you've, you've alluded to it already. He's he's a bit of a journeyman, bounced around. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a it's a look. Let's see what you can do. It's a camp body potentially that they could just get out of that contract very easily. Um, I think Mike McCarthy has been plain and straightforward in what he has said about what he wants from his secondary. He wants yeah. guys who are going to create takeaways, create turnovers. Um, he wants to see a differential in the plus, which we haven't had for years. He wants to see us in that top 10, top 15 range. And I don't know if Morris Kennedy is going to be a guy that's going to be able to help you with that. Yeah, the way I see it is yeah. he's, he's more nothing more than a squad filler. I know yeah, it's, yeah. it sounds harsh to say, but based on history, like his rookie season, he, he mm. played a t- four games, 2017 eight, 2018 seven, 2019 eight games, 2019 only five games. So he's not even, yeah. he's not played more than more than half a season. Mm. He's not played. He's not played nine games. Yeah. He's, he's only managed to complete half a season. I I I don't have the cap numbers in front of me, but I'm I I'd be pretty confident that if you're looking at it as a choice between Morris Kennedy and Chris Chris Westry or CJ Goodwin, CJ Goodwin would be your winner there because he's he's a lower cap hit, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. plus. Don't forget special teams. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but another guy who's probably played even less, uh, if we're going down that road, uh, was Deontay Burton. Twenty-six is uh, mm-hmm. third year in the league. Dra- he was an undrafted free agent for the Atlanta Falcons. So we're going back there again uh, in two thousand and seventeen from Kansas State. Right now, I come back to that in a minute. Um, but he's on a two-year contract uh, with 1.2. In 2021, mind you, he's a restricted free agent, so we've got a bit of play with that. But bear in mind that he's from Kansas State, um, and he would have been there during Bill Snyder's uh, time, and this is a guy who can find the the diamond in a rough. He's done it countless times. Mm. But Burton... Um, he's literally um, 2018. He managed to play three games, and that's it. In that time, though, in those three games, he did cause a forced fumble mm-hmm. in one of those three games. I don't know which one. I didn't check. But if it 
fucking camp fillers. Do you think that is, or do you think there's something there, guys? Yeah, I think it sounds, sounds the same as Paul's mentioned on the previous day. So it's a camp filler, and like you're saying, if you if you're lucky, you've got you've got someone that could maybe be like you say, maybe fourth, or if you take a fifth corner into into the season. I don't think it's. I don't think it sounds any better than that. Not not disrespecting, like I say. So you're probably looking more special teams out if is his way of finding the Yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, we're going to be doing special teams next week. But these are the sort of, you know, the trouble is, is cornerbacks, like especially these sort of corners are the guys that end up being, you know, your gunners and all the rest of it on special teams. So it falls into yeah. play here. Um, and the last guy uh, that was taken on free agency and we moved to the rookies, which we can enjoy talking about again, uh, is a guy uh, that was taken undrafted. Uh, in 2019 by the Jacksonville Jaguars is uh, Savion Smith. 22, this is going to be his second year, but he did play in Alabama. Um, he's obviously, he's got no start line with the NFL, but he's on a two-year deal uh, with the mm-hmm. Cowboys. Uh, $1.4 million uh, deal in 2020, uh, just over 600 k on the cap. Um, anyone got a take on this guy at all? He is a guy to watch in camp um, mm-hmm. because, as you say, he did play in Alabama, but yeah. he also he also played. I'm not sure if it was XFL or whatever that other one was the the hybrid that they went for before what, the season. What, what the AFL? AFL, or, yeah. Or what, whatever, uh, American C-A-F. Football League. Yeah, the AFL. Yeah, yeah. He did play in that, and he 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 did well in that from 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 my from what I saw of it. Um, and he, as you say, he's earned himself a two-year contract with the Cowboys. Anyone that goes to Alabama has to be of a good standard. They yeah. they don't yeah. they don't carry guys that are no good. So no, let's see I mean, what we've got, and let's see what comes through camp with him. He, go on, Paul. He, go on, yeah. Sorry, oh, no, Paul, I'll uh, come uh, back. Uh, it, it was nothing to do with uh, Savion Smith. I think we've may have missed an our player out. DJ White. Uh, go on then. Hit me with it. Like he's he's, he's still currently on the Cowboys.com web- website at the moment. 2016, okay. he played for Kansas City. 2017, he played for the Colts. Only played two games and. In 2018, he must have been out for the season, and he actually showed up for one game last year. <laughs> DJ White. Um, okay, we'll come back number fi- to that. Number, number 36 from Georgia Tech. Yeah, mm. yeah, I got you, I got you. Um, okay. We'll come back to DJ White. Yeah. I'll sorry, just, I, I just thought... to see. Go on, sorry. No, I was just saying sorry about that. I just thought we met we missed somebody out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the idea is not to miss anyone out and go through everybody and get a take. I'll um I'll get on to that now, but let's move on to the rookies. Um so first of all, let's get on to um probably uh, what well, could have been a first round pick for the Cowboys. Could have been a first round pick. Um uh, but we got him in the second round. It is of course Trayvon Diggs from who we just mentioned, Alabama. Um, so I'm going to get all of your takes on this. So I will start with Jamie. 
Jamie, uh, give me your take on Trayvon Diggs. What do you foresee for him on the depth chart and for the season? Oh, I think, yeah, I'm, like you say, rookie. So I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna start. I don't think he's gonna be one or two. Is it? He's gonna. He's gonna see the field quite a bit. Um, absolutely love the pick. Like you say, you could potentially say that that could be a steal. I mean, yeah. this this kid could have been a first round pick, and like like you say, and Brian mentioned it earlier. He played in that Alabama defense. Alabama don't don't mess around with with defensive players. Alabama have always been notorious for having a great defense. Um, he's from that long line of, of great defensive backs. So <laughs> yeah, I, I say probably give, give him a couple of years, and I think he'll he'll probably make his way to a. A, a one or a two, but I think going to season three, maybe a put to a push where I kind of contradict myself, but yeah, say, so, yeah, it, this is it's gonna be it's gonna be a project going forward, but I say he's still gonna see a lot of time. Um, I don't think we'll ever heavily like, put my teeth in heavily rely on him. On defense. <laughs> like I say to come in and start and play and start and complete sixteen games. Um, I just think that's a bit too much of a push. Um, for for any rookie to be fair, yeah. Brian's shaking his head. Brian's Brian's gonna uh, Brian's gonna slam me. Right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm on the same boat with Brian here. Yeah. Go for I really do. Um, I, 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 like I, I generally think uh, Trayvon's going to be um to kind of fit within the system straight off the bat. I really do. Mm. Um, because. You want to kind of get him in as early as you can, get him established as much as possible, so therefore he can be that number one. The more reps, the better for him. So he's going to see a lot of practice reps throughout a training camp, and it won't surprise me he would, like, maybe not so much from game one to game four, but from game four onwards, I could probably, you could probably really see, expect him to be number one, one of the number one corners. Doesn't matter what side it is. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fully back Paul on that. Um, I think the fact that Trayvon Diggs was being considered at number seventeen shows how highly the Cowboys rated him. The fact they got him at fifty-one yeah. is a steal for me. And I'm gonna go on the record and say this: I think before the end of the season, he will be our cornerback number one. And I have a feeling he could be in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year. I think he's going to absolutely stun us. Considering the type of players that are in this yeah. rookie draft class this year. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm going to kind of argue this, actually. Go for it. You're going to go against my Neville Gallimore? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I, waiting I, for that, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> No, I think I think if you look at Diggs and the confidence he exudes out of himself, we have had cornerbacks who've come in and been nicey nice and I'm happy to be here. Trayvon Diggs has come out and he he has been not afraid to embrace the fact he's a Dallas Cowboy. He asked for the number 31 jersey knowing it was Byron Jones jersey that's mm-hmm. that 
that's a sign of confidence. I'm I'm sick of Cowboys players being too nice. Apart from apart from Jordan Lewis, they've every one of them has been too nice. Yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. Shove it up your ass. I want a guy who's gonna absolutely go out there, smash players, and tell them I've just smashed you. Are you coming back for the next rep? I would love to be proven wrong on that, Sam. And with the tips you and Paul just put forward, um, sounds like I'm going to be. I, uh, I'll, I'll be happy in that aspect. <laughs> now, Brian, don't hate me for this one, right? But are you trying to say that Jeff Heath was too soft? <laughs> no. no. I, 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 we haven't gotten to safety talk yet. Um, Brian's got that segment now to be cut out. When, uh, before yeah. it does this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, I mean, if you want to, if you want, and I'll find a few later, if you want to know how good Trayvon Diggs is, there's actually a video of very much Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs in the NFL, fairly good wide receiver, one on one, because they're brothers, and mm. Trayvon Diggs is, is winning the battle. Every He's time. kicking his ass. <laughs> he is honestly. He does. Yeah, he's all I, over I, him. To 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 go back to what Paul said, I've a Jeff Heath shaped hole in my life, and I think Trayvon Diggs is going to fill that hole. Oh, is this is this another hot? Is this another scoop, Brian? You're going to go out and you're going to buy his jersey, and you're going to have the um, he's he's the new goat for you. He he he. I think he's going to be the new goat for me. <laughs> There you go. Full of hot takes on Trayvon Diggs. (laughs) Now now I've blown him up so much, he's probably going to be a bust. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see that. I can't see that with him. He's definitely not going to be a bust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not going to be a bust. But let's go on to the next guy uh, the Cowboys took was uh, Reggie Robinson, taken in the forefront from Tulsa. I've got this guy as a slot hybrid, um, looking at his size, but the guy is tall, rangy, and fast. I mm. think this guy, if you were saying, uh, oh, sorry, I was saying, you were saying, I was saying, that um, we thought that um, when we took Anthony Brown in the sixth round was a diamond in the rough and a brilliant pick. I think mm. this is just on the, on on that level, you know, that... You'd be like, what? He was taken in a fourth round. And you're like, yep. And you'd be like, wow. Like that sort of deal. Um, but I'll go back around the horn again with you guys. Jamie, uh, give me your t- Reggie Robinson. Yeah, I say, I think when the, when the pick came in, I think Cowboys Twitter just yeah. up. I think a lot of people expected him to be long on before that pick came in. Um, like I say, <laughs> Proves to be a diamond in the rough. Like I say you always look for kind of these guys, don't you? The, someone you can work with. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. positive. It's a, it's a, it's a massive positive, positive pick. Um, and like I say, it's one that can instantly help to transform this defense. And like I say, more for it. Like I say, it just, it, I think it just shows. Like I say, sometimes you get that, you get that feeling, don't you? You can kind of tell how good of a, sometimes a player is just from the. The um, kind of the, the game he gets on social media, but literally, mm. I, I don't think I saw anybody um, slag this pick off um, when it came in. Oh. And I say any any help as well that this 
that this secondary can get, I am mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Go on. If you give me your take, Paul, I know we've spoken before, but I remember, go for well, it, mate. Well, to be perfectly honest, that originally when we drafted him, I was and I, I didn't have a clue who he was. To be perfectly fair, mm. until you uh, started talking about him, Mike, and sent me the video footage of him, and and from looking at the footage of him, he, he seems well equipped to be one of those type of players who can actually make an impact. So, but the way I'm kind of seeing this, like the more corners that we have, the more competition, the more. Mm. <sighs> The more it's going to elevate it, and especially under the new coaching staff, it's yeah. it's a lot more to play for. There's, they're, they're going to be hungry, man. Hungry to try and win a spot mm. more than ever. Uh, to, to me, this, Chris, to me, like obviously, with previously with last year and that, like with corners and stuff like that, there was always preferences. With a new coach, it's, it's a free for all. Now, mm-hmm. the, like, and McCarthy's always kind of been that type of coach. To kind of like doesn't matter if you're on X amount of dollars a year, if someone else is outperforming, he'll still kind of like play tend to play him based on putting best players available, and he's always done that. Like, mm-hmm. and I know I'm kind of drifting off a little bit, but he's done that with five receivers mm. over the years. How many Packers wide receivers have we known over the years that nobody really has a clue about, and somehow Rogers still gets the praise about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and it same goes with the defense. Like the old... yeah. Go on, sorry, Jamie. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was just about, I was just about to add, add something else on top of that. So it's like, regards to Reggie Robinson, this could be one of those ones where we just like just don't know what to expect. Like this could be one of the ones that can be. A, where the hell did this guy come from? Like, yeah, and then, yeah. then so yeah, that that's my take on it. Go on, Jay. No, I'm just gonna say. Like as Paul mentioned, like, I mean, like there's there's going to be a lot a lot of competition there to, to get this get a spot, but also because of the the whole situation that's been around over the pandemic, there's there's going to be less time in camp, there's going to be less reps for these rookies to get. Mm, yeah, but, like you say, all it needs is just is someone to grab the bulls by the horn, so to speak. And if and if anything, you know, it seems we've had a, a hard take on it. I could see him potentially then being this year's Dak in terms of he gets an opportunity yeah. and, he, and he runs with it and he doesn't look back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for, 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 for me, the take on Reggie Robinson is I think he's going to get a lot of game time this year mm-hmm. and I don't think he's going to be limited yeah. to playing at cornerback. I think you are going to see him come in and play some safety I reckon you're going to see him playing some strong safety, but also some free safety as well. And McCarthy is going to figure out over this season, if there is a season, what he has in Reggie Robinson and where he wants to play him. Um, looking looking at our safeties again, there's a, the, a lot of them are gone next season. So McCarthy is going to figure out, right, is this guy a free safety? Is he a ball hawk? Is he a strong safety? And is going to smash players in front of him if they get if they get there? And that's what what we're going to find out with this guy. I agree with you on the take that yet yeah, this year's Dak Prescott if he gets an opportunity. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm with you. I think he's going to be that that hybrid. He's going to be mm-hmm. a slot hybrid that you'll play yeah. some slot, and then when he's not doing that, 
he's uh, he's in the box. He's covering yeah. inside the box, playing as a strong safety, taking on tight ends. You know, because he's got the physicality and the strength to do it. You look at him; he's a yeah. bulky guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I like it. I'm I mean, I liked all the picks this year, so I can't really say much. I maybe not as much <laughs> as certain somebody over one particular pick. Um, but that is the corners. Uh, in terms, though, mind you, Paul of DJ White, um, I went back and and checked, and uh, he was waived on the first of May, my birthday. Sorry, should you say that again? Uh, DJ White was waived. Oh, was so it? That's why he's not. Yeah, mm. he was. Right. Okay. He was waived on the first of May, um, which is why there was that bit of crossover there. Yeah. Um, but let's look at the safeties, guys. That's all right. I, you know what it's like. They, they got to update rosters and what have you. But mm. I went and checked. He has been waived. Um, so he's going to be looking for a job. So uh, yeah. Um, Xavier Woods, then. Uh, we're going to look at the safety. Xavier Woods, first of all, because we look at the guys that remain. 24. This is his fourth year from Louisiana Tech. Drafted in 2017 in the sixth round, 91st overall. Uh, now, he's still on that rookie contract. It's the, dra- it's the contract year for him, though, so nothing you can do about any of that. Um, his stat, though, is 2019 again, last year. Uh, give him a bit more of a role with the way the roster was structured, mind you. Um, last year was his best year. 77 tackles, two forced fumbles. So that's pretty good. A fumble recovery, two interceptions, five pass deflections, and uh, strung in a, a, a couple of tackles for a loss as well. Um, but what do you guys all make of Xavier Woods? I know a lot of people during this draft, as we were on draft talk with the rookies just now, a lot of talk was about safety. Grant Delpit, uh, Xavier McKinney as well. There was a lot of talk. Uh, Kyle Duggar even from Lenore Ryan was one of the people that came up as a, being a guy we could have drafted, but we didn't. And one of the guys in the corner saying, don't draft safety, I've got this, was this very guy, Xavier Woods. Um, what are your guys' takes on his style of play and, and talent level? I love him. I love mm-hmm. Xavier Woods. Yeah. Like, obviously, with last year was probably his best season, even though he missed one game, but 77 total tackles, 52 solos. He's had uh, two forced fumbles. Um, two interceptions. I mean, I think he's actually had the most takeaways from the whole defense. Uh, like out of the whole defense, am I, am I right? He's had the well, most like in the season, like yeah, in the and yeah. and last season, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, think it was. I think himself and Lewis both had two interceptions, and that mm. was the most we had from anyone. Like yeah. if, if that was so, if the, if I felt so there was someone someone in the secondary that did have that little bit of consistency, it was Xavier Woods in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. I I I'd go with that and say yeah. He in terms of secondary, he was the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not right up there in terms of oh, that, yeah, but yeah. Look, you know you got to say he's still developing. From the rest of, from, uh, from the rest of the bunch, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and what you've got to look at as well with, with Xavier is he's been there since 2017 and he has been, for the most part of it, buried on the depth chart when you look at the guys that were there before him. Um, so really, last year was his first year to shine. Um, but 
just on. to add on top of that though, Mike, like funny you just mentioned that even in his rookie year, he still managed to get 33 solo tackles, even though he was more of a depth player. Uh, and yeah. same with the second season, 39 solo tackles. So he's like, even though he was like on the depth, like just coming in, like maybe for third downs and stuff like that, he was still yeah, producing yeah. whenever yeah, he came yeah. on. And we were dying for him to get that starting opportunity. And he got it. And he, he, he I, I would say that last season, if he was to say, was his season a pass or a fail? I'd say it's a pass. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Despite how the rest of the defense played. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly. Cause, That's right. Because for, for all we know, he could have been doing two jobs at once for all we know. Mm. Uh, <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm, mate. I'm what, sorry. What, what you've I'm sorry, but let's be honest. Like Heath was injury prone for the most of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 Woods and Woods that had to kind of more or less kind of play one and a half times the player to ensure that for for yeah. coverage reads and coverage. Yeah. So no, it's, I... it's, it's not a diss towards like I I love Jeff Heath like regardless I I do love Heath I do yeah I just kind of feel as though like yeah. It was Are a you... bit, I, I think if you look at our safety play as a, as a combination last year, like I think Heath and Heath and Woods played the second half of 2018 together as the starting safeties. And yeah, you're correct. Jeff, Jeff Heath was banged up to fuck last year. He was he was not the and I like everyone knows my love of Jeff Heath, but he was he was injured all of last season. He and he he's never been a superstar, but he's been a dependable and solid safety for us. He came in, did his role when he was when he wasn't a starter. When he became a starter, he was very he he was good. He, he was leading. He was leading in interceptions. He was leading in tackles. And last year he got injured early and stayed injured for most of the season. And we had nothing. We had nothing to bring in at safety so Jeff Heath had to play, had to play through the pain and as you say I think I think it's a very fair call to say that Xavier Woods had to play one and a half and Heath was playing as a half because there was nothing behind them to back them up yeah. and that it that is more of a knock on the fact the Cowboys have not invested in safety since yeah. you know, Darren yeah. Woodson and Roy Williams yeah. Yeah. at yeah. safety I, I, they've I, ignored I, it and yeah, it's I, to their detriment and and this is kind of goes back to the whole discussion. It's like back at the draft, I was like, I was more so invested. Like, should we go for the safety? And there's obviously the non-stop mm. talk about a certain New York Jets player, which seems to be yeah. still lingering about. Which I'm not. I'm not for one. Like, I much I would love them to be there, but I'm not willing to trade for it. Mm. I think there's other players that we can actually have instead. Yeah. Yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah
people like was the other ones that are, are playing at the side, playing at the side of him, or are coming in when we need to take things uh, out for for rest. But the, the, the Cowboys that have to go out and get him, I'm, that's just my. We need him. I, yeah. I don't I, I don't I'm not arguing against it. I just don't like the idea of having to draft the give away enough first round draft pick. I think yeah, you know, yeah that's yeah. that's the only thing that is like yeah. I, I, I would love to have Adams if we can even just get him for a second round. I'd be like oh happy days, but that's not ever going to happen because yeah, the type yeah. of high high caliber player that he is. Yeah. But I just, I'm, I just I, think it's more so because of, of the offense that we've got. Yeah, we lost. I know we're talking about about the defense, but in just terms of We've, we seem to be able to be able to cope. As much as Travis Frederick is, the, is obviously the, the best centre in, in the league, we look like we'll be able to kind of... We're not going to make it much of a massive... Like you say, we've got, we've got someone that can come in and we can, can fill that. Um, so with what the offence is and what that front seven of the defence is, I, I just think it, it's probably a better time to give up the, the first round pick now because obviously because of... Where we were in the in the draft that's just gone, it was fairly high. So this mm-hmm. the first round pick next year for what this team could be could be a it could end up being a, a mid to low twenties pick. So you could mm-hmm. essentially giving up a, a second round pick for for Jamal Adams. Yeah. That's why I probably would do it now that's rather fair. than that's rather fair. Than yeah. the draft that's fair. high pick on it. And, uh, you use one for you though. Oh, go on. Sorry, Jay. Sorry, well, I, I didn't interrupt. Just, go just ahead. The fact that even at even at where we drafted at seventeen, you was even though obviously we got we got CD Lamb. That you was if CD Lamb would have been would have been there at seventeen, you were still going to get an exceptional player at seventeen. And that's why, even though I kind of I kind of was advocate of saying, look, yeah, we need we need to probably give away the first one when you kind of as the draft went on and you were seeing people there, and I was thinking. Mm, I don't know if I really want to give up a first round pick this year because there's going to be an exceptional talent there. Mm. We, I can't envision us picking inside the top twenty in the in the next draft. So that's why I would probably say give it up now because of what what we are at the minute to what we could be with Adams in that secondary. That's going to be a mid to low twenties pick that the Jets would get. Okay. Um, mm. But I mean, we'll we'll move on to the next guy on the depth chart, um, and then I'll I'll give you a quick thought on safeties uh, and tell you tell me what you guys think. Next guy, Darian Thompson. Uh, so he's 26. This is his fifth year in the league from Boise State. Drafted in 2016 by the Giants in the third round, picked uh, 71st overall. Mm. Uh, he's on a two-year deal. Uh, so in 2020 on the cap, he's 1.8 against cap. Mel um, stat line um, basically is last year's stats: 45 tackles, one and a half sacks, a fumble recovery, three pass deflections, uh, but quite important: three tackles for a loss. Um, so the guy can break through. Um, but looking at Darren Thompson in comparison to um, Xavier. I think it's safe to say that these two guys are completely different types of safety. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're looking at one that's playing more center field. You would cut him? Yeah. I don't think he's done anything yeah. to, prove, to prove that he's worth keeping. And especially reverting back to the fact of what Jamie talks about. 
I, I was just, I was just kind of agreeing that he's a completely different player towards Woods. That's what I'm agreeing on. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you've got, you've got Xavier Woods is more like your centre fielder, and uh, Darren Thompson is a guy that more plays more closer to the line. It is definitely a, a, an assurance there. Um, but you think he's going, Jake? Do you think this is a guy, or are you still standing by the defensive backs, the whole lot? You think could go in and, you know. There's going to be a complete change next season. Yeah, I think I, I, I was I boldly came out and said, "Then I said I have to stick to that." But yeah, I think <laughs> if anything, I think if anything, like you said, the, the, the two completely different players. But again, I think you're probably looking at if, if he makes the roster, um, you're probably looking maybe more special teams. I just for the fact, like I say, he's bounced around, and mm. no disrespect, but if if if. So if someone like the Giants are, uh, are not bringing him back, and I, and, I, and I say that with the greatest respect, like you said, because you always look at Doyle, but especially when a team like the Giants struggled as the Giants did, and if they're not going to bring him back, then yeah. you think, well, then is he really going to make an impact on this roster? Mm. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the next guy is my boy, Donovan Wilson. Um, so he's 25, his second year out of Texas A&M. Um, drafted in 2019, sixth round, uh, 213th overall. Uh, he's in obviously his second year now. Uh, <laughs> they, they were they were doing the hookup on the art, heavy metal, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's more your style, actually. <laughs> heavy metal. Um, oh, but yeah, he's in his second year. He's only seven K against the cap. Um, yeah. very much developmental. Um, I would agree with that with you last year that he's developmental, yeah. purely based on size more than anything. Um, that line for last year shows, and more than anything, he played in a, a, a couple of games from them. He got uh two tackles, but yeah. bearing in mind, uh, for Texas AM, he was a tackling machine. If you want to go back and just take a look, just have a have a watch. And you'll just see this guy just flying around the field. Not fast, but will be there um, at the right time. He'll cover ground, which is what's yeah. important but for your safety, that they'll cover ground. Um, but one thing that does stand out in my memory of Donovan Wilson was during preseason, I don't know if you remember, when he caught the ball with a toe tap on the sideline uh, and intercepted the ball. Um, mm-hmm. I was even surprised. I was like, hold on now. <laughs> That's not really your style of play. But it just goes to show that he has underlying athleticism that we weren't aware about. Um, for you guys, do you think he's a guy that is going to be staying on the roster? Do you think that this is a guy that needs to develop a whole lot more if there's going to be any hope of him continuing on with a contract beyond a rookie contract? What do you guys think? Um, I think he spent a lot of last year injured, and I think he is a, he's a small hit against the cap. And I think McCarthy is just going to want to figure out what have I got with this guy. That's, that, 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 yeah, that's a fair statement. I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, I think he's got a long way to go to develop, both as a, a, as um, in in terms of his. his uh, physicality, if you like, because you know you need them to mm. be physical, um, and uh, needs to develop as well to get into a rhythm and a speed with the NFL, uh, which is a big thing. Um, but the next guys are free agent acquisition for safety. Uh, the big, uh, probably 
one of the biggest names that we picked up in terms of this, and a lot of people from Cowboys Nation cheered and clapped their hands when they heard this. It is, of course, Haha Clinton Dex. Um, so he's believing. <laughs> right, well, look at this. Uh, yeah. Now, what's really funny is to me, right? It feels like Haha has been in the league for like years. I don't know if you guys have got that feel. Like you're just like, is he still in the league? Mm-hmm. He's what? And then when I had a look, he's only 27. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay. He, he was, I think he was, <laughs> was drafted in the same year as uh, Sack Martin. Yeah. So uh, he's been, 2014. Yeah, so he's been in the league for, since 2014 and that. Um, but at Green Bay, he was absolutely solid in that. And yeah. I think with, when he was at Chicago, he's kind of, he's kind of been hit and miss. Mm. That sort of, but I think with him going back to like this is the way I'm kind of thinking it. So correct me if you, if you guys feel the same, but I kind of feel with him going back to McCarthy, he's going back to say uh, grassroots. What yeah. kind of made him made him that player, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and ended up getting that big contract for Chicago. And so, obviously going back to what he knows. So McCarthy knows what he's got. Haha knows who he's dealing with. So there's exactly. already that familiarity. Absolutely. Uh, going on. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, he was actually taken, you know, because you got to remember that Mike McCarthy was there in the draft room when all this was going on. He was taken in the first round, the 14th uh, uh, overall pick. Yep. I, I, I like the pick. Um, one, of, one, of my fr- yeah. one of my friends is a, is a Packers fan. And yeah, he was like, yeah. I say that this is something there, like you say, he's, he's still got age on his side and he's got a heck of. Heck of experience in there. He's played. He's, in some, yeah. he's, played in, he's played in a really good division as well. Um, yeah, which, which helps coming into obviously into the division that where where you're playing. Um, and like you say, and even if he, if he don't start a lot of games, which I, I, I could imagine if 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 we say if we just go for the fact that if we say that Adams doesn't get picked up, um, you would imagine he'd be one of them that starts. Like I say just more for the fact that. McCarthy can trust him to play in the kind of system that he wants to play, in, mm-hmm. and he can help bring on some some of the some of the less experienced players that are, are going obviously going to have to step up in, into this new system after coming out of, of the old one that they're playing. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely an exciting pick. I say probably one of the mm-hmm. most exciting clubs that, that we had this off season. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Uh, it fill, it fills a void. And in another respect, he's been in the league seven. This would be his seventh year. So it yeah. fills a void in terms of position and experience. Yeah, just looking over his stats, and, and this I completely forgot about this, but he was traded in the, his final year of yeah. his contract to Washington. Mm, that's right, Com- yeah. Completely yeah, yeah. forgot about that, but even still, for those nine games with Washington, 56 tackles in nine yeah, games. Yeah. Mm, solo, that's solo tackles. Yeah. yeah, that's that's remarkable. He he's and got a, a, a keen eye for knowing where to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, and just looking over it, um, obviously with the exception when his final season with Green Bay, um, before he was traded, he only had twenty four solo tackles. But uh, within twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen, all of them were above sixty, mm-hmm. and that yeah. and that's a that's a good start. Yeah, all, all above sixty. Yeah. As yeah, a safety, heavy working 
that's heavy that's working. A lot of work. Heavy working. And and but and and that's even with Chicago as well. He still wrote over sixty solo tackles with 70, 78 combined. But yeah. you take uh, a look as well. You take a look as well. He's got the forced fumbles. He's got interceptions, and he's always got pass deflections. So you he's showing his, his range of abilities as well. And yeah. he, and over the course of the years, he has um, like passes deflected and interceptions as well. Just, just on, to on top of that, if you look at, like you say, he played in Chicago and he played in Green Bay, he played in two of the harshest environments in terms of the weather. Yeah. And he still yeah. yeah. I still produce like that. That's... It, it, it can ball out. I say you sometimes yeah. see players doing that used to playing in the in the hot weather kind of go missing in those in those cold cities. So mm. it's this playing playing in playing in Big D in a, a nice um Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this is definitely going to be a, much, a different climate change for Haha for sure. Because Washington oh, yeah. can be quite Washington can yeah. be quite cold sometimes, and we definitely know Chicago can be. Chicago's yeah, not I'm, Chicago's not far off from Green Bay in terms of weather and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah I was yeah. gonna say yeah, Chicago well, and Green Bay are, are very alike. Let let let's not forget where he played college football. Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama. He's 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 used to the good weather, but yeah. I think I think it was either Jamie or Paul said this a few episodes back about guys sitting under the learning tree, and we don't do that enough. Mm. Ha ha, Clinton Dix is going to be a very useful player for us this year, but going into next year as well, because I can see McCarthy sitting Reggie Robinson under ha ha Clinton Dix's wing and saying you learn from this guy this guy is able to do it all and Mm -hmm. this is what I want you to be so you learn what you can from this guy I I, I fully expect Clinton Dix is going to have a Robert Quinn type season he's going to have a bounce back season he's going to earn himself a huge contract next season but we'll still feel the effects in 2021 onwards because he'll have passed on knowledge to Reggie Robinson or yeah, possibly Jadobi Ouzier yeah. and we'll have solid centres yeah it's it, it's kind of weird you just kind of mentioned that there Brian like, like even though it was with the Bears like it wasn't like a big failure he still produced quite a substantial mm. good numbers in that yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but, but, but um, when he was more effective he was definitely underneath McCarthy's tutelage for sure yeah, more, yeah. More, more Green Bay, Green Bay was where he was most effective. Yeah, yeah. And, and just something to add on top of that, and it's it's just to add on top of what Brian just said. It's like this is probably the best scenario where other players can learn for this type of style of football. Like we've mm-hmm. you've also got an Alabama corner as well, mm-hmm. yeah, like, and, and, and Diggs. That's right. Yeah, I, so he can like because they've obviously I don't know like. If they still run the same system from when they played to get like I know it's yeah. years apart, but it shouldn't be changed that much substantially. So they should know how things work and that yeah. how the secondary unit should function. So and there's a lot of players that we've brought in just as the whole team as a whole in defense, there's a lot of learning that can be done. Like mm. D line, mm. Poe yeah. and McCoy, linebackers, uh like there's Sean, well, Lee. Sean Lee, obviously, uh, and obviously now we've got Haha, and like obviously he's not as 
got as much experience as the two, uh, the three players that we just mentioned, but he still knows how to bring players. He can still make mm. an excellent contribution, regardless if he's on the field or not. Yeah, if 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 you look at the season Eddie Jackson had last year with the Chicago Bears, I think Eddie, Eddie Jackson was pretty close to All-Pro, and that was because he had uh-huh. Clinton Dix playing beside him. He allowed, he allowed he allowed Eddie Jackson, another former, I believe, Alabama player, to perform to the level he could. Now that you just mentioned it, now I'm kind of worried to see what is going to happen with Xavier Woods now. Now that yeah. you mention it. Yeah. Uh, if he balls That's... out in that final year's contract, oh, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I think, apart from one other guy that's on our roster, is uh, a rookie we picked up, undrafted free agent, was Luther Kirk from Illinois State. Um, just looking at this guy, he's, you know, he's an ascending player. You know, you were talking of Jamal Adams. When I was watching him play, reminds me of Jamal Adams. Um, covering ground, uh, doing as much as he can. Very much that sort of guy. But I don't know, looking at whether... He, I think he could be a practice squad guy. I've got that I feeling th- with him. I think yeah. so, Chris. Even look at his college stats and that. He's not really played much college games. I think he's played like nine games a season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So based yeah. on that, um, hold on. Let me just bring it up quickly. So, yeah, twenty sixteen only played two games. He missed of twenty. He missed the whole season of twenty seventeen. Two thousand eighteen. He played ninety. Oh sorry. No no. Oh sorry. I I messed up. Actually, this is the actual stats. So twenty sixteen, two tackles. Twenty eighteen, nine tackles, in total. 2019 and nine tackles total, but I think 2017 he completely missed out that whole season, I believe. If I'm sure of the way how how things are projected on this. Well, yeah. that would have been a freshman. That would have been a freshman year. Best of and then seeing what yeah. he, he took some extra time. Especially also, I know, I know, I know, I whinged a little bit about the safety position, but I say if you look at kind of who's in front of him as well as. It's it's hard to find. He's gonna find it hard to to make his way. Like I say, even even if he, I mean, even if he had if he balled out in college, like I say he's, you're gonna. You, ah, sorry. You're gonna sort of find him getting a spot just for the mm. fact that how many right. even actually gonna carry going into camp. Right. So I've actually got his actual uh, games appearances now. Sorry. So 2015, he played 10 games. 2016-12, missed out completely 2017. Mm. Uh, 2018, he only played 11. And 2019, he played the most with 15 games. That's, that's a, for college football, that's pretty, that, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a lot yeah, of yeah. games. Do you that's know? a lot of games, yeah. But I'll, I'll, and it's ascending. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll flip it back. And like the thing with college, you always have to remember is how many out of conference games and how many playoff games do they play. But I'll, I'll flip it back here just slightly and go, I think we're pretty set at safety unless the move happens. Like the Cowboys never carry more than four safeties. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking, I'm looking at our, our, our cornerback chart and I'm going, we carry maybe six to seven 
corners. And I think the potential is you could lose Darian Thompson with one of the corners switching over unless the move, and I think we should discuss this, the move for Jamal Adams happens. I don't see it happening. I really don't. Nah, I don't see it happening. If it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Yeah, and, 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 and if that was the case, who are you going to cut? To fill, yeah. like, for those safeties, like, like, you can only have so many guys at that position with a high enough contract. Like, I don't well, see his, I, I, I don't yeah. see, I don't see his cutting woods. I don't, I don't think it's a case of cutting anyone because, as you say, we only carry four in most regular seasons. So you can get away from Darian Thompson's contract easily enough. Kirk is a practice squad guy, if anything. So it's it's trying to figure out the the potential of contracts um, and cap space for getting Jamal Adams in and. Looking at Jamal Adams' contract for this year, it's not a huge hit. We do have the cap space to take it, but it's about working out the cap space next year and extending them. And what what you have to give up to the Jets for that deal to happen. Um, I think Jamie, Jamie made the point well earlier on in the conversation. Safety is the one position that we lack a dynamic player. And if we could get a Jamal Adams in, you are looking at a late 20s pick, which is a second-round quality player. So you you could give that player up. And that's what we want. We want to make a deep run into the playoffs, potential Super Bowl run. We've said for a long time, this team has a two- to three-year window. This is our time. We've got it. We, I think Jerry, we've got Jerry knows move. that now. He knows that, and that's that's why I think he's got to make that move for Jamal Adams. I think they didn't make this move because they were going right. We're trying to focus on getting Dax deal done. Dax deal obviously isn't going to get done until next year, and now they have cap room and they have a potential player that they could cut who would free up a lot more cap room. Um. To make a deal happen. See, I think I think was it um, was it Paul that touched on it earlier? He mentioned Darren Woodson. Now that's that's a long time not to have that kind of calibre player on on a back end of your defence. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if you look at defences from, from pretty much all Super Bowl winners, that they have high calibre. No, I'm not saying that we don't have. Good players on the defense because we do, like I said, that high caliber player. Like I said, we haven't had we haven't had a standout safety since the nineties. That's just that's just not good enough for a team who wants to or has aspirations to play in the Super Bowl every single year. You've mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've built we built the offense. We the offense is still great. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, even though we've lost Travis Frederick, um, the defense we've built up a, a, an absolutely cracking. Front seven, like I say that. That to be fair, that front four probably could be arguably the. I'll be pushing to be the, the one of the best four mm-hmm. league, but that it's just the. And we, I think to be fair, the set the secondary has been the issue for a f- number of years now for us. We're just oh yeah, years and just that like I say, but just we need for, for me anyway that high caliber player. Like I'm not about giving up certain things. If 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 they want him more than a first and a third, then. 
I would be going as much as I would want him. Mm-hmm. I'm beginning what I say because it's the first draft pick, but yeah, if, if anything more than a first and a third, then I'm and maybe flipping say a fifth and a sixth. And, I'm not yeah. Pull the trigger. You know what I mean, you, yeah. You're not going to be able to ransom for for a player, like I say, especially if somebody was then going to command a massive contract as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, guys, unless you got something to add there, Paul. Uh, well, it was just it's just it's something else just to kind of add on to the thing with Jamal Adams. It's unrelatable in a way, but. Um, Eugene Lockhart's fam- a family member of his, uh, Brian Lockhart. I don't know if you know him, but he does a lot of sports agency and events for fans and stuff within the Dallas Cowboys community. And mm-hmm. you see him all the time with Jamal Adams, all the time. And they're hanging about in Dallas all the time. Uh, so I don't know if that's something to kind of go on the way of things. I don't know, but. Um, but the, the way how I've met Brian uh, as well, like met him back in uh, Dallas back in 2018 at the Jags game, mm-hmm. and that nice guy. Um, and obviously, I, f- I think he's a nephew to Eugene. I don't know if it's his son, but they, they do look very look alike. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, like he does a lot of sports marketing and like, charity events for f- within the Dallas Cowboys community and that. But he is, like I said, if you look at Brian's social media, everything he posts now is about getting Jamal Adams into Dallas pretty much now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's something we can fire off on as well that could might happen. Yeah, I'm with you yeah. trying to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I, I'm, I, that's what I'm kind of doing, like connecting the dots here. And, and obviously there's been the video of a random... A, onlooker like in their car saying shouting at Jamal say like, when you come to Dallas and you actually hear Jamal saying I'm working on it yeah. so there's that video that's out in the web right now like I, th- I, 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 I think to be fair to Jamal Adams um, and I know we've covered this in a previous show but Jamal Adams has kind of said I, I do want to play for Dallas yeah. and has said it's not about the money we all remember that Christmas game with Seattle and being approached, and Garrett being approached by a certain safety who we all coveted, uh, Longhorns legend. And then when it came to it, it was all about the money. Yep. I don't think I don't think it's all about the money with Jamal Adams. I think he wants to win championships. He wants to be part of teams that are competing each year, and I think he would take a slightly lesser deal to come to Dallas if the terms could be agreed between ourselves and the Jets. Instead of hooker, I'm going like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cross them. Cross them. Yeah. But, guys, um, I think we have covered the defensive back position. Usually our show's only about an hour along, but as you can see, we're, we're running on a bit. But that's just basically because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to defensive backs. Yeah. Um, but that can I, does can I, go on. Sorry. Can, I, can I give a special shout-out to my oh, goat? <laughs> he has left a hole in my heart that might never be replaced. And I think we should all take a moment of silence for... What about, what about the new goat? The new goat will rise, but the old goat shall be celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't, surprised you didn't um, 
the jersey off the wall tonight and wear it just just for the fact we were. Yeah. Talking, <laughs> Jamie, I've just, just I've I've right into that jersey every night since he's left. I think just as well we're not playing Auckland this year. Oh, sorry, uh, Las Vegas. I know, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. The Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. The 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 just the Dal the Dal the, the, the Dallas Cowboys Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they pretty much got all of our team. What? What oh, did they get? Much, five. Something, six of our players. Something mental. Yeah. Know. But uh, that does mark the end of um pretty much the the defense. Well, it is the. Def- Defensive positions all done. So that's the offense and defense. Next week it's special teams. We'll quickly chuck ourselves into how we feel about the coaches. So the head coach, offensive coordinator, defense coordinator mm. as well. Uh, and that pretty much will end things there. There'll be one other show uh, to finish off the season then. Uh, go on, Brian. Paul has already already sent you the message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, we give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Cowboys Experience, uh, as well. If you're going to go to a game this year, make sure you book through Cowboys Experience. They have tickets, game day packages, tours, and uh, obviously, you get to go to the the event that they put on beforehand so uh whenever you go make sure you use the booking code uk cowboys for uh an extra gift there and send us your photos as well we'll hook them up all over the uh our pages and instagram and twitter uh so yes that's cowboys experience make sure you do that uh but for this week on uk cowboys tv from myself from jamie from paul and from brian we'll see you all again next week how about them cowboys